Hello, everybody, and welcome to Eyes on the East. My name is Butchwalls, and for the first time, we're joined with Chronicler, with Orcs. Eyes on the East is finally here. People wanted an LPL LCK talk show. It's arrived. First off, Chronicler, welcome from, I was going to say across the pond. You're across many ponds over in Korea. How are you doing, man? You're working, what, like 19 days a week, is it right now? Yeah. Um, we're a bit swamped, which is why, I mean, for me, it doesn't matter as much that there is supposedly some LPL happening. Um, I, I, cause, it, cause I've, I feel bad for you. Cause I, I can't hear Chronicle, by the way. <laughs> oh, um, your audio is coming through OBS Ninja, not, maybe rather than it's not, Discord. Ah, that will do it. Wait, give me a second. So I can hear hmm. you, but Orcs can't. I think chat can hear you that's, too. That's 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 unfortunate. Give, give Every, everyone just, everyone just that. gag up on Orcs. So, as it's the episode, first episode, we may have some technical difficulties. Bear with us for a second here. Uh, I can't hear you on Discord right now, Chronicler. So how are you doing? There we go. Oh, there, there we, we go. go. That they did. Pog. Okay. Uh, so. As I was saying, apologies for the technical difficulties. Apologies to you two for missing a supposedly amazing match. But yeah, I'm I'm, I'm doing five days a week of LCK, and then uh, well, I I don't watch LPL. That's the whole point of the that's the whole point of the of the fucking podcast, Munch. I'm joking. I know it's a good I know, match. I, I get it. It's I one and two. I just no no. I just want to make sure. I'm joking. Too. No. Um, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, and, and then I'm also doing the challenges co streams, which we just, uh, we just ended. So, uh, but I, I, I had to make time for the two of you and uh, to talk some more about League. Yeah, because there's never enough League Legends. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I will say, I do apologize to everyone in chat. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, sorry that it's on the same time as Top Esports V5. I'm going to be keeping a sneaky eye on that series on my other monitor while we do this talk show because. It is literally going to be the best series of the split. Uh, but, look, we're all on busy know, schedules. Like only about a quick quick 2-0 for top, right? Yeah, quick 2-0 I, I actually think it might be a quick 2-0 for top, honestly. Um, top Esports, best team in the world. What can I say? What can I say? Jackie loves playing Cogmore. Okay, I'm not going to watch too closely or I will just get distracted. Uh, but I'll keep, I'll keep getting updated. Okay, so... Let's start off. Look at this. First off, how swish are these emotes? Look at it. Not emotes. Uh, I've made some graphics. Or I've made some graphics. No, they're I've very swanky. Made. Look at this little lower third. Bada bing. What is Eyes on the East? That's going to be our first topic of the day. So for anyone who's missed the tweets and all of that good stuff, basically, we wanted to make a show that covers both LCK and LPL as the best two regions in the world. Now... I feel like over the last few years, there has been animosity. Well, since since the dawn of time, there's been animosity between the two regions. But I feel like it's getting worse. Uh, and I feel oh, yeah. at least partially responsible for that. I think I've had more than my fair share of uh, play within that conversation. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you're taking, you're taking your responsibility, Munchables. That's very, I'm very proud of you. I'm not, mm. I'm not totally oblivious to the situation. But I do feel like We've got to we've got to do some work to to fix the gap here and like we all just love great League of Legends at the end of the day, right? So that's fundamentally the goal of the show. Like, do you guys have any other like 
overarching big picture goals for the show or is it just just chat shit about league of legends i do enjoy chatting shit about league of legends so probably that's that's my main criteria yeah i heard uh Ox was on so i was like yeah i, I gotta i gotta I, I haven't been bullying him enough so this is just, yeah, just another to spend time with you so you know this is yeah this is yeah i'm a busy for... yeah i get it i get it no I, i'm 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 really excited as well i've always been very vocal that i fucking hate uh rabbit fan bases one way or another mm-hmm. uh and i think last msi was kind of a low point in that regard so i'm really excited to have a show which can discuss hopefully both uh regions without devolving into your region sucks no your players suck no you're the worst. No, you're the worst. Yeah. Um, I mean, it will tough. The show is cancelled by next week, then you know what happened. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's it's possible that this devolves into a shouting match in episode one. Fingers crossed it doesn't. But yeah, that's that's the long and short of it, right? Is we want to have civil discussion about the two leagues. To be honest, having this as a lower third section of the show may have been a little overkill because it's... <laughs> It's not that big of a conversation. I'm going to let do the really beautiful animation out now. Uh, and I think I might just animate in the next lower third. Since if we've got animations, why not use them? That's what I say. Uh, we'll kick off with, I think, the easiest topic. And one of the bigger topics, the playoffs picture, right? Um, there's, there's a lot to go into here from both leagues. Obviously, we have two LPL reps here and one LCK rep. So I am aware that uh, to some extent, there's going to be a, an imbalance in that regard, so we'll try and approach that as best as we can. Um, Chronicler, do you want to start, mate? Do you want to kick us off talking well, about, I like, about I the, like, the big picture? I you were supposed to be fucking impartial, Munch. What is this? I am What are you talking impartial. about? No, I'm, I'm kidding. I am kidding. human, <laughs> and I do love <laughs> Toffee Sports. So. Yeah, and, and, uh, and, and Fred and Brian are not in playoffs, so actually that's a big hit to your level of LCK enjoyment, uh, unfortunately. Did Morgan actually um, not make it? That's no, no. But uh, he is say. one of the most... Fred O'Brien is, is uh, probably the most universally beloved. And I would recommend, if you ever have the time, just spend like three minutes in Twitch chat during a Fred O'Brien game. It's uh, it's 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 great. I don't want to skip the spoiler away, but I would I would recommend it if you're feeling down. So for the LCK playoffs, uh, what it's looking... Uh, our playoffs are locked in uh, after this week. And it is basically Genji... Uh, then there is a, a bit of a gap, not a huge gap. Used to be on the same level, but T1 is uh, looking a little bit more rough right now, going through uh, some individual performances that are not as good, and I think their metal read is also not as great as Genji's. And then there's gap, and then there is um, Sandbox, Dom1, and KT that all seem to be on pretty similar level. And then there's DRX, uh, who are probably the sixth place team and will remain that because they do seem weaker than the other ones. Um, and overall, like three, four, five, six is really interesting. One and two is kind of a no brainer, and any of those teams can look great or kind of subpar depending on the day mm-hmm. and how they woke up that morning. So, I, I guess my, my first question so. I'm coming in fairly fresh-faced into this conversation about LCK, right? I've not been watching a massive amount over the course yeah, of the course. Split, and I anticipate you'll be the same talking about LPL later. Um, yeah. What happened to, to Dan Wonkia? Because, you know, they're 9-7. and seven. It's still a reasonably good scoreline, but, you know, 
the the roster is still incredibly like showmaker canyon nuggery still absolutely insane like is is the bottom lane just falling apart are there bigger issues like structurally like what what happened to this team that you know was dominating the entire world yeah canyon's uh kind of kind of off the split he's not even i don't even think he's a top half jungler uh right now really? um and that's a combination of individually just not looking that good but also uh, it's basically the opposite of the meta that canyon is good is uh is good in one of his best games the split was on carfus jungle which you know is just graves with extra steps if you think about it enough <laughs> um and i think that that was something that he had really been missing but on on va on like low low resource uh very hit or miss champions like the viegos trundles um Lees. he's just not been very good uh so that is a big power of the team lost nuggery has been all right but like just kind of kind of good but not mind-blowing by any means which i'm sure is something that um he's very aggressive still and he's still a good player but he's not elite by any means mm-hmm. and then the bot lane had really been kind of underperforming looking bad on anything that wasn't Falios kench um but ever since Callan was subbed out for bible the challenges player they've actually looked a decent amount better so maybe that's the type of momentum and i think dumb one kia when it comes to actually performing in playoffs are probably still my expected third place because they are one of those teams that just kind of turns it on when you get to the best of five stage they really transform but uh, i would be shocked if they actually make a deep run that'd be kind of surprising because individually like showmaker also doesn't look that amazing either it's just they're just not playing that well Hmm. well fair enough fair enough all right so I guess the the big question as well, like you're you're talking about, you know, Damon Kia maybe making it to third place. I'm sure there'll be like a scuffle in playoffs between the others as well. But when it comes to the top two, from the conversations I've seen online, it's pretty Gen G favored right now. Like, oh yeah, from oh yeah, yeah. I've this too. But we 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 can we can uh, we can go to Dan first though, because I feel like, uh, or 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 um, do you want to completely wrap up the LCK before we get to LPL? Okay, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can talk. We can talk about LPL as I well. Don't, I don't want to. I do want to say what I find waiting. crazy though with the LCK is the fact that like you have playoffs locked right already yeah. with a week left. Whereas like I've actually looked for the LPL. I mean, if we're going to talk about it, we'll start here. We don't lock playoffs like even just like it might happen before, but there's a good chance we don't lock who's in playoffs to like the Saturday when we finish on the Sunday because we have AL vs Top Esports and TT vs RA and they're still fighting like. Our standings is such... What's even crazy with the standings is that, like, our top four have been locked in a top four for a while. Our five and six have been locked into five and six for a while. Only five and six. They can't make it to the top four. And then seven to, like, 13 have just been... Yeah. Like, 13 is now kicked out, but that that whole area is just, like, a mess right now. And it's... Yeah, it's it's completely wild. So if, <laughs> that's one thing with the LCK. At least you got, you got everything in order. You know what you're dealing with. We still have no idea. Uh, I feel. <laughs> yeah, honestly, it, the, the funny thing to me is that, like, literally the top two seeds won't officially be decided until literally the final series of the entire split. Like, yeah. LGD, hilariously, LGD still has influence in playoffs. They're in 16th place at 2 and 11, and they still have influence in the top two because if they can uh, take a game off of RNG, they can ruin RNG's attempt to get second seed. So. 
all the way up to the final game. It's uh, kind of insane. But I, I think it's a, it's kind of two factors in my mind. First of all, the top teams in LPL have all been like absolutely cracked. Like Middle of the table teams are not beating top teams this split at all. Like our top four teams right now, 14-2, 13-1, 13-2, 12-3. Like, with that many wins right at the very top of the the standings, it means that there, there's less wins available in the middle of the table, right? It also means that seven wins is going to be the, the marker to get in instead of eight as well, this split. So it's kind of caused this, this turbulence within the league. Um, but also just... I feel like we have three very clear sections in our playoffs this split, which we yeah. don't usually get. Usually it's a bit more of a gradient, you know? Yeah, I f- I, and I feel like I my impression, because I think we've had before, like even in like even spring, you look at spring, when you actually look at the spring regular season and how it finished, like it was so different to what ended up happening in playoffs, right? Because we had uh, like LNG were fourth in regular season in spring. Right. And top esports were fifth. Uh, and so top esports actually had to go through like quite a deep run to get all the way to the finals. B5 were first. So it was like at the moment with summer, like the top four we have JDG, top esports, RNG, V5. I think V5 to less of an extent, they've looked a bit rough recently. But JDG, top esports, and RNG, I think no one doubts that they're the three strongest. Whereas like even before we got into playoffs, I, I, I didn't think LNG were good. LNG got 3 0'd. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we got hard evidence off that. And then I feel like we have EDG and Weibo who look like they're kind of like the bouncers, you know. I, I feel like they will probably a lot of the whoever makes it in the playoffs out of the, the remaining six who can make it, they will probably struggle against Weibo and EDG. But I feel like Weibo and EDG I could see them challenging V5, but I think like in my opinion, the way I set it up is like RNG top esports. Like I think top esports are the best team. I think RNG are pretty close and they are so scary in best of five. I think JDG is good. I'm not like as convinced, but they're still phenomenal. V5 is a bit messy, and then from it just like sort of moves down from there. But like I think the top three are just a level above everyone else right now. Yeah, it sounds like that's kind of similar in LCK as well, right? Where you've got this. Top yeah, team. like it is, it's just more compressed. My question because we is have less like, teams. You know, we've got we've mentioned Gen G is like a ahead of both. Is T1 then like a tier of its own, then the rest, or is T1 like with that gang? So that actually really depends on how this final week is going to turn out because we don't really know yet. Um, everyone was kind of a believer in T1 or Genji is the best team in the league, and they beat everyone except Gen uh, except T1. But then they got to stomp to T1 two to zero uh, in in their uh, match a couple of weeks ago. So that narrative has kind of died, and the expectation is that Genji is just a clear favorite to go full dumb one and uh, just kind of run it from here on out and then um yeah be our number one seed now of course it is gen g they have a fair number of players that in the past have had their issues ruler still hasn't won an lck title um while he has a <laughs> world's championship I know. which is always a fun uh it's like rookie. yeah rookie's yeah. the same he's never yeah. won lpl he's won worlds yeah yeah um so my expectation is that T1 come playoffs, either they will start playing to their normal level again, and they will probably really stand up to Gen G and maybe even win, or they're gonna struggle against like the 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 the, the KTs, the sandboxes, the dumb ones. Um, which we're gonna see. Dumb one uh Dumb one T1 is actually a match this week. 
and Domon or a T1 Sandbox as a match. So both of those, I think, are actually pretty important to give kind of a feel for how T1 is playing right now. Because mm-hmm. they just look kind of lackluster. But they're another orc where, you know, T1 in best of fives is very different. Because they did the shit in spring as well, where they just dropped random games. Yeah. And they looked kind of bad at times. And then they still decimated playoffs. Um, so... I don't think T1 is in a league of their own right now, but if they start playing to their normal level again, yeah, uh, then they will. They will be. Yeah, they kind of have the opportunity to separate themselves. So, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Final question, then. I feel like I'm like interviewing you at this point. Final question. That's fine. Um, in that in that schedule this week coming up, what are the very most important games? Is it just the T1 ones, or like DRX versus KT stands out to me as well? Is Gen G versus KT going to be a big one, or is that kind of a bit of a wash nah, in your expectation? Gen G's got a stomping everyone. Like Gen G's not. They dropped one game to Domon, uh, which I think is is testament to Domon's draft in that game because they actually picked Carthus. You know, maybe we'll get Fiddlesticks next. That'd be lovely. Um, but uh, the I, I think Gen G, like and KT are not on the same field, on the mm-hmm. same playing field at all. KT had mm-hmm. a tough time, actually. God, what series? Let me let me quickly look up. Like they had a oh sandbox, yeah. It felt like they won three games, but somehow they got two one. <laughs> I've seen right? so it's like, many series like that. Yeah, you're like it's it's because because actually, if you're an LPL fan and like you're like I don't know who to like root sandbox is effectively if you took RNG and you copied them in a photocopier like three times. Right, it's like they have a a stupid aggressive jungler that sometimes is just stupid, uh, but I love him dearly in Croco, and they have uh, a complete role player of a top laner right now, Dove. Uh, the main meme is that he just goes down twenty CS in every lane because he's just he's just that guy. He's peaceful and then he, like uh, a Dove, if you will. Yeah, he actually is. Yeah, <laughs> um, he also plays a CS top because he used to be a mid laner. So it's it's a real. That's another. That's another I, I like even more lining. Yeah, it's all lining yeah. Up. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 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 it's all lining up. Um, obviously, they're not uh, remotely as good. Does Croco <laughs> play the next in jungle? Because that, that would really be on theme. <laughs> he 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 would. Honest, honestly, God, he would. Um, and they have Prince, who is a who is an ex- yeah, who's an exceptional AD carry player. But they're really cool because they are a team that just goes down in gold and then mid game they just find like the angles for fights that they fight and like how decisive they are in mid game uh and how good they are at finding fights and skirmishes at that point in time is really really cool but at the same time like if they yeah dov is like if ghost was a top laner exactly so he does ex- the exact same thing that, that dov did on dom one well like croco closer are all just either 2v2ing or they're camping bot or they're 4v4ing mm-hmm. and then dov is just sitting there doing nothing but I also think that if that team faces actually good opponents, like Gen G, they got fucking boomed. Like Gen G actually had a, I think it was a sub twenty minute game against them because Sandbox also loses fast, win fast, lose fast, and they were third place at that time, which says a lot about both of those two teams. But if you, so if you're an LPL fan and you're like, you know, the matches tonight suck, I got a cheeky one, then um, then watch Sandbox. They're fucking hilarious. Great team okay. to to root for. Copy that sandbox and of course Fred and Brian because you know yeah Morgan represents yeah of course <laughs> oh yeah um okay so I, I'm gonna pose a, a a similar topic to you then Orcs so where do you see like the tiers 
in LPL going into playoffs then? Because you mentioned EDG and Weibo is like the buffer between top four and the rest of the pack. But I feel like even top four is there's some segmentation in my mind. Yeah, I feel like for me, top esports RNG, these two teams uh, are, in my opinion, two of the best in the world, like flat out. Uh, I think JDG is a little bit below, but again, like I feel like things would be different in best of fives. I think that's a given. And JDG are still a fantastic team. I don't think there's much of a gap, but mm-hmm. where I currently read them, I think it goes top esports RNG, little gap JDG. V5 looked messy recently. Um, the jungle situation, we don't know what's going on there. Like Cast has just been subbed out for the last few series, and he had been ind- underperforming individually. But also, I feel like V5 played better with Carsa, even though XLB. Uh, hasn't suffered as many individual issues. Mm-hmm. But we don't really know too much behind the decision-making on that. I think their place is a bit tenuous because I could see, if they're on form, I could see them actually pushing up to the next level. If they're not in form, I could see them even struggling uh, against maybe like Weibo, right? Weibo would yeah. be that kryptonite because Rich really struggles against the Shy because <laughs> obviously the Shy is pretty good. Um <laughs> But it's hard to say. Like they obviously flopped a bit in playoffs in spring compared to expectations. But even then, it's not like they performed badly. Whereas here, it feels like they've started to struggle, sort of flounder even sooner. And then I think like that's why I think V five is hard to place. But I think EDG Weibo are uh, should be better than everyone below them in playoffs. But I don't like as much as I could see Weibo being a threat to V five. I'm not sure how much more of a threat those two would be to the other teams in the top four. Yeah. So that's why I really think of them as like the buffer. And then the rest, I, I really don't know because I feel like every day, like I'll get hyped about one of these teams. Like I'm like, oh, dude, AL, they look so good. And then they lose to OMG, FBX. I'm like, oh God, this is so sad. <laughs> and then even like uh, I look at FBX and FBX had a, a rough start to the split. They placed like played all the good teams and then they had like a really easy schedule and they went on this big win streak and then they started losing. I'm like, okay, I have no idea. And OMG, I was like, OMG looking pretty good. Like, OMG beat V5, beat AL, and then lost to BLG. So I just have no idea, honestly. <laughs> I feel like every other day, I'm like, oh, AL are looking... No, never mind. Oh, mm, mm, Thunder to- mm. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. So that is... It's just a mess. And I, I, I'm hopeful they bring some of these teams... We see their best form in playoffs. Because I think every single team from that 7 to 12 has shown some good level except maybe lng but you know (laughs) has shown like like a little hot streak i just hope they hit the hot streak in playoffs and we see some banger banger games from them you know the really funny thing about those like you know beat this team but they lost to this team ideas is the fact that omg lost to blg right and that was what kind of turned us off omg because they'd beaten v5 but then they got 2-0 by BLG. BLG looked on fire. That was like comfortably the best series BLG played all split long. The immediate following series, oh, they only just beat WE 2-1. Uh, WE being the team that is 0-14 in the league. It doesn't oh. look like they have hands attached to their wrists. And BLG almost lost to that team after beating OMG, who just beat V5. It's like... And the thing is, you, you, you may think, oh, well, well, well maybe, maybe they weren't taking that seriously. BLG actually just dropping that game, it absolutely, like, really hit their chances because they needed a 2-0. Because yeah. the game difference, like, in the LPL, it's, like, a uh, series score, then it's game difference, then it's head-to-head. And they, basically, FPX also played WE, and they were one ahead in game difference. So they really wanted the 2-0 so they could catch FPX if FPX on 2-1. And then they dropped that game, and I'm just like, this actually screws your chances so much. Like, BLG could 
end up not making playoffs because they dropped that game against WE. So like, it's not even just like, oh, we're against the last place team, whatever. It was so important. Like RNG had an important series against TT and you should have seen them come in, right? They needed a 2-0 because yeah. if they lost a single game, they couldn't get top two. It was and oh my Lord, man, they, they did not mess around. Like that was serious business. I don't know, BLG. I, 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 was, I was like, I was kind of annoyed. I was actually kind of annoyed that they, they that, that happened. And the, the draft was so disrespectful. Like, they picked Renekton top into Fiora, right? And they went Blade of the Ring King, Prowler's Claw, Sorelda's Grudge. What do yeah. you think happened? <laughs> like, yeah, Zayas did it as well. It's so fun. Yeah, well, you know, Zayas, you can do that. I'll let you get away oh, with it. Ben, no. No, no, no. no. He, he lost a game and he went one and five. It didn't well, work. Maybe. I've yet to see it work. <laughs> this will be all shown up in scrims or in solo queue or something. And they'll just be like, oh man, this is sick. Right, look, look how much damage I do when I got on them. I'm like, guys, trust me, trust me. Pick Renekton here. It's really good. And then it's just like, great. Yeah. We, we just, yeah, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. That, that series was, was something special. Hopefully that's given everyone a vague idea of playoffs. I will say, uh, just on the note of like series to watch in the LPL this week, uh, <coughs> Top Esports of B5. <coughs> that was pretty good. That was but pretty good. Other than that one, honestly, there's a couple of really important ones. Uh, the final series, LGD versus RNG, matters for top two. Um, IG are playing LGD, which is a crucial one for them. OMG versus IG as well. Really, really interesting series. In fact, just Wednesday's games in general, EDGAL and IG. Oh, EDGAL, dude. Are going to be crucial <laughs> for standings. EDGAL, honestly. Maybe that's the one AL can win to like guarantee themselves a spot. But that's my hope. That's my knows. hope, dude. I I doubled down on it as well. We're doing. We have this LPL podcast the last day, and uh, I got asked about it. Like, have you given up faith on AL yet? And I said no. I'm. They are gonna beat EDG, make it to playoffs. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how convinced I feel, but I'm I'm tripling down now. They're gonna do it. They're gonna beat EDG, right? They're gonna make it to playoffs. Gonna get eight wins. They're gonna lock in their spot. And we're going to see AL and playoffs. It's going to happen. The pandas will be there. <laughs> I love how even while tripling down, you sound unsure. <laughs> You're like, uh, uh, I'm tripling down. <laughs> man, it's the, te it's the teams. And it's like all those teams. I have no idea, man. I I, I wish, I wish. I feel like it's a mess. greater minds than, than me would struggle to comprehend <laughs> with like what is going on with these Orcs, teams. Orcs. There are no greater minds than you. Aside from Chron Chronicler, of course. Like, uh... No, no, Dan's, Dan's definitely out of me. <laughs> should, we, should we have a brain measuring contest now? Because uh, I've got a pretty big forehead, so there's got to be a lot of brain in there somewhere. Uh, I just yet to find it, unfortunately. Um, okay, I think we've we've we're kind of exhausted the playoffs picture conversation, so I'll do the cool animation to get that one out as well. Yeah, um, these graphics are, are great, man. Right? Wonderful I, I, job. I just want to say, uh, I'll shout out the graphics standard a bit. I can't remember her name off the top of my head. I think it's Bluebell, but I'll, I'll shout out at the end. Uh, I'll double check. Hell yeah. Um, let's talk surprises. Let's talk dark horses. Let's talk the weird stuff of our splits. Uh, because I don't want this to just be about teams, right? Because it's surprises and dark horses. I want it to also be like players that have been surprising. Because... I, I'm happy to give you guys a moment to think about this one because I already have my answer like well and truly locked in. Because oh. for me, it's Thunder Talk. Like pretty much across that entire roster. This oh, team. My boy, my boy Hoya and Yukal. Right? And Yukal in spring, <laughs> I'm going to be totally honest. I was like aboard the train of 
get this man off of an LPL roster. He does not deserve to be in the league level of yeah. like terrible. Like we, me and Orcs on a cast literally nicknamed Valking into five people the UCAL because he did it consistently <laughs> and then had to flash out of the plays. Like it literally happened more than once in a single game on Corky. Like it was a terrible split. This split, UCAL's the star player of TT. He's consistently looked amazing. Some of his Ari games have been unbelievable. Like I genuinely am mind blown at the level of glow up that UCAL has had from last split to this one. Same with Kepler, same with Yao Yao. Yao Yao used to be pudding for anyone that doesn't know. Like the bottom lane have gone from, again, players on terrible teams where it's kind of hard to judge a lot of these players when you're not on a good team, right? But they didn't look like they were, you know, stuck in ELO hell kind of thing. They looked like they fit those teams now looking amazing as a 2v2. So I feel like this TT squad, honestly, just, I, I genuinely have no idea how they got so much better than they were in such a short time. I don't know who the... In fact, who is the coach for this team? Because I feel like they maybe need some props at this point because it's do G8. Dog 8, I guess. It's a capital G. I don't really know, but I guess they're a genius. I don't know. I can't explain it, but they're definitely my surprise. Yeah, I feel like for TT, I feel like Yao Yao has been such a fantastic addition. And I feel like the way he pairs up, like it's it's been really the support jungle mid like trio that's been so good, so effective, and particularly how the support and jungle pair up. Because I remember, I'm sure it was Dagda was talking about this, saying like he feels like they're so good and effective at like pairing up together, looking for plays, looking for a vision uh, in that manner that has really just revitalized the team. Because even even when this team was struggling, like at the start of the split, they would still find advantages in the early game. They just completely threw them away later. I feel like they've become a lot more refined at this point, which is why you know you, if you get in it, if you can already get the early lead. Then all you have to do is just stop throwing it away. And I think they've become a bit better at doing that. Yeah, that's true. They were they were good at the laning. Uh, so anyway, that's my surprise. If you want a fun team to watch going into playoffs, look out for TT. They're almost certainly in the top 10 at this point. So I think they'll make it to the second round. I think it's possible they make it to the third round and try and tackle Weibo or EDG, which would be really fucking hype. So uh, wait, no, that would be the second round. That's what I meant. Anyway. I digress. Guys, who are your who are your surprises? Who are your dark horses? You can go first, Daniel. Well, looks like it's time to quadruple down. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like so many people like I think the thing with AL is that the way they approach team fights is honestly fantastic. And that was kind of true in spring. One of my favorite team fights in all of spring was from AL, despite the fact they didn't exactly do well. You know, they came 13th in the league. Uh, but they had this 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 fight where their top lane and mid were playing. It was LeBlanc and Camille, uh, and like both, it was ZDZ and Forge. And like the way they approached it, they both had control ward, both set up their flanks really well. And like you could you can pause at the exact moment when they've made the call to go in, and like they both start like diving at the exact same time, and they completely decimate the backline. And it was against EDG as well. It was against uh, EDG, and they they completely. I think it was the Camille focused on Scout and Ari, locked him in, they killed them. LeBlanc chunked out uh, Viper and Viper couldn't fight. I was like, damn, this is crazy good team fighting for a team with so low in the standings. And a lot of the time, they were very reliant on Jinx. And it was like, most of their wins were like, okay, we got Jinx. Let's try and stall. Let's get to the point where we turn it around. And then this split, they still have that strong team fighting. There's still games where they're a big deficit and they're able to turn it around. Mm -hmm. But it felt like the early game had gotten a lot better. They were better at playing around bot lane. Chocho in the bot lane is super aggressive. Love watching him. But he's also even been leaning on these enchanter picks that have worked. Xiaohao was looking pretty solid in the jungle. I think ZDZ was a force to be reckoned with. Forge is still a bit of a weaker laner, 
the team fighting was there, particularly on Swain. And I was super hyped on this team. I love watching them. I feel like it, it's such a fun team where they can even be 10,000 goal behind and you still have to think there's a chance, right? There's yeah. still an opportunity for them to team fight their way out. And they would regularly, even if they wouldn't always win the game, they'd regularly win team fights from such a humongous deficit, like countless clips. So for me, this team was super exciting. And then they kind of just started to fall off. They started to struggle. Um, and I think it wasn't even like the, 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 the end of the schedule was quite tough. But with how they were playing, I wasn't too worried about their end of schedule, especially because they were in a position to get to eight wins. And then they were basically being a really good spot for playoffs. Eight wins is typically when you lock it in the LPL. And then they just really fell apart against OMG and FPX. And they missed out their opportunity to get eight wins. And then their final four series were RNG, JDG, EDG, Top Esports. And so now they're kind of in a place where if they beat EDG, so they've lost to RNG and JDG. If they beat EDG or top esports to have playoffs locked. That's like a big ask. And they're kind of relying on the game difference being better than everyone else. So they're it's not in the best spot. They're not in this best spot, but I'm still convinced that I think EDG are probably the matchup I could see them being most likely to take down. You know, they have had good series against them before in spring. And if they do, I think this will be a really exciting team in playoffs. I think this is a team that'll be really fun to watch. And like, you know, I, I just think there's definitely games where like you know, like I said with TT, when TT was struggling, they were the team who were like 5k goal behind and they just threw. And it was like so frustrating to watch. Whereas with AL, it's like the reverse of that. It's like, whoa, they're at a 4k goal deficit and they would have fight? This is sick. This is so fun. And I definitely <laughs> enjoy them a lot because of that. Yeah, you, you, you'd like uh, you'd like Sandbox, Dan. <laughs> you would. He's a Sandbox <laughs> gamer. I'm ready right. for it. What's uh, I guess it is across the pond from China. So what's going on across the pond, Chronicler? Who's your Who's your surprise? Who's your dark horse? Could be a team. Could be a player. Uh, can could I, be a caster. You have to pick just one because then it's hard. I, I mean, if it's a his... caster, if it's a caster, then obviously it's fucking orcs getting called up to <laughs> to go all the way to what was it? Uh, all didn't, the didn't fucking cast groups. Finals, I think? Oh, no. in msi <laughs> out of fucking nowhere you know gets yeah. gets booked for only only planes then does such a good job that they're forced to actually hire him again wonderful anyway uh enough orc shilling um is Here's it can i only do one because then you, it's tough if you want to do more than one I, you can do more than one but if okay, you just got to do okay I'll, you gotta I'll rapid fire him a little bit yeah i'll be quick so first and foremost and this is i know it's weird to call this a dark horse but uh, it's actually ruler um, because like this ruler guy being good is kind of a no-brainer, but I swear to fucking god, this guy—I don't know who he made a deal with—but he is so much better than any AD carry that uh, we have. Like, I know people were like pretty high on Guma last time around, and I'm telling you, like, I that—that uh, that was nothing. Um, compared to what Ruder has done this split. He has, I think, single-handedly been responsible for what Genji has been able to do. Well, not single-handedly, but, like, mm -hmm. he's always been good because he's Ruder, right? Like, he won a World Championship for a reason. He's always had, like, his moments, but he is just the epitome of consistency, and he looks fucking sick, and I can't wait to see him perform at Worlds. I'm really excited. Um, generally, that's what you say about the Genji team before they immediately collapse. <laughs> under any form of pressure so i'm a little worried but i really think that uh, he, he deserves a shout out because him being good isn't really that surprising but he effectively been the same player for like two years or three years i think where 
Like he was good. He was also in running for like top four eighty carries in the league. But he's really like he, he he's oh, really man. turned it on. Yeah. Um and then the second one is another eighty carry. Uh and it's um Okay, I got I, yeah. So the the second one is under 80 carry, which is Prince, because Sandbox came in at the beginning of the split, rule swapped their mid laner to top. And this is not a Xiaohu situation. I love Dove, but he's not necessarily like he wasn't like a god tier player. So get swapped to top. They pick up a challenges bot lane, which I love, but generally backfires. And in spring, it backfires and they look pretty bad. Right? So you have a flippy jungler. A mid laner that basically can only play shit like Akali and Silas and whatnot uh, to to a to a good level and otherwise looks kind of invisible, and you got uh, no bot lane, so it's just a disaster. And then this split Prince comes in, and uh, he's the I think the main reason why this roster has been as good as they have been. Um, and now he's sitting tied for like PG points at eleven hundred this split because he is just. Basically, given a win condition to a team that didn't really have one outside of flipping the early game, and everything has clicked. Uh, support plays way better now. Team is actually winning team fights. It's uh, it's a really cool addition to the league, and he's been there before. He was on the roster with Summit last year as well, but just didn't really click together. Um, so seeing that is really cool. And then finally, short shout out to Vikla, who is uh, the guy who replaced Arya, and just like. Uh, the addition of Prince has kind of turned Lift Sandbox into a good team. Vikla is really like he's not necessarily the cleanest of players, uh, but he's really aggressive, right? He's like his his attitude is I'll go in and if I fuck it up, then I'll just try and find a way out of it. But he's constantly creating space and aiming has been very very good. Um, so it's really cool. That team looks infinitely better, and uh, I think it's in large part due to the space that he was able to create for his bot lane, who are also looking very, very good. Uh, aiming really at a kind of an okay spring, outside of specifically AP Kai'Sa, and now he is looking like one of our best bot lanes again, which is really cool. Sick. Okay. A lot of AD carries. A lot of bot lane. Oh, yeah. No, it's... it's I don't know how... Uh, I'm sure we'll talk about metal later, but I don't know how it is for you guys, but... Uh, our our to like our uh, POG standings is basically just eighty carries, uh, Zeus and like a jungler or two, and that's it. I already know what Ox is about to say. Hit him with it. <laughs> I mean, I was just I, I don't know. So okay, we had this this crazy thing the other day because um so Garlas had two pentakills so far, right? Yeah, oh, are they Zeri Penta kills? Those don't count. No, 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 they're, they're not. not. It was one got, Jinx. Like, 15 of those. One, one Jinx and one Aphelios. He has two Penta kills so far. He's only had one MVP. <laughs> he's, he's actually the lowest for MVPs. Like, he is... If you actually go down, he's tied 17th. Like, 17th. Like, 7-0 in the league. And, like, he's the lowest on RNG. Like, Ming has five. Breathe has five. Wei has seven. Xiaohu is first with 10. And Gala has won. And it's not like Gala's been playing badly. He's just not getting any MVPs. It's, so, it's so funny because I, I remember the game he got the pedicle that he didn't get MVP. And we, we you know, you know when you go to break, like we're like, oh, I wonder yeah. who's gonna be MVP. And then I was like, Ming is MVP. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> do you get to pedicle? He's not even getting MVP. That's rough, man. Yeah. And like, I completely understand. Like, just get a pedicle doesn't mean you were the biggest carry, but still, like, it's just so hilarious. Like, if you go. Like on the 
Elite Pija page, you have to scroll all the way down to the bottom. And you Hung only has one MVP as a... Okay, I don't know, man. I don't know what to say. I don't know. There's some people getting completely rubbed down here in the MVPs. It is rough out there. Yeah. I, I will say as well, it's hilarious because there was the, the finals that RNG won last year in spring. And it was like, Ming, Ming was the MVP of those finals. That Gala gets the finals MVP. And I feel like now this split, Ming is finally getting his revenge, stealing away the MVPs from Gala instead. It's role reversal, baby. Um, yeah, it's been a weird split. Honestly, a lot of mid laners getting MVPs in, in our league. I feel like just maybe the nature of Talia meta. I feel like there's a lot of support MVPs as well. Uh, but either way, I digress. Let's, uh, do you guys want to talk a little bit about the meta? We've got two two lower thirds left, the meta and then a bit of Q&A. So chat, start thinking of some questions for us uh, and we'll hit a couple of those before the end of the show. Uh, but we're about 45 minutes in, so we will start to wrap things up uh, over the next sort of 15 minutes. So let's talk a little bit about the meta. And I kind of want to introduce this topic because I'm curious what your guys' differences are going to be, not necessarily on what the teams prioritize, but on what you guys think is the strongest picks in the meta right now. Because I feel like when you look at LPL and LCK, different teams have very different priorities in terms of like what's first pickable, what's first and second pick. Like we keep seeing like Lucian and Nami starting to get picked on R1 and 2, which we haven't seen in months. Um, where do you guys sit on like what are the most important picks? Like if you're just default team, what are the picks that are guaranteed going to be banger picks right now in the meta? What's like your number one, two, three? Do you want to take Zeri? Should I take Zeri? Kind of class? <laughs> ah, you can take Zeri. I've talked enough about the fucking atrocity of the chat. <laughs> oh my god, man! I like that's why I was upset because the amount of Zeri Penta kills that we've had. <sighs> Bad times. Very I bad honestly times. think even if you remove the absurd laser damage, she's still kind of cracked. But then she also just happens to have a Luxal on her fucking W every four seconds. Oh no, I I love Corky being back in meta. That was a great time for the LCK in spring. I had a one that was super fun casting. I'm glad it's just like it's back. Super fun, very cool. <laughs> even in LPL, that was boring. It takes a lot yeah. to make the LPL games boring, but Corky did it. Corky managed to make... Even yeah. Dune B was playing Corky. Why is oh Dune B God, playing man. Corky? It's like... Blows my mind. Sorry. Ugh. Let's stop talking about Corky. Take, 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 take the Zeri, Dan. You got this, buddy. Yeah, so I think we're kind of in this weird spot where... So you, you have champions who are like so broken that they're like permabanned, right? Uh, like there's still a few... Yeah, like Poppy and Callista are like the highest presence picks on this patch in the LPL. But like Callista's only had four games, 25 bands. Poppy, six games, 22 bands, you know? Um, so they're, like, so strong that, sure, you know, they're really powerful, but you don't even get to see them, right? Occasionally, a team lets them through. They're like, how bad can it be? Pretty bad. Um, but the problem with Zeri is because Zeri got nerfed, she didn't get nerfed enough to the point that she isn't broken, but she got nerfed to the point where teams are like, ah, do we have to ban Zeri? And then suddenly you get a game where if you don't shut Zeri down, especially because people have been pairing it, you know, like, we saw a lot of trade-offs of like Sivir, Yumi into like Zeri, Lulu and things like that. But I feel like this champion is just so insane. If you get to three items, she just carries like so hard. 
yeah. the, the fact that the W does so much damage, it's like, you know, I don't mind if your champion can do a ton of poke damage, right? It's annoying, right? But at least have that as a thing to also be like this huge DPS ramping super mobile lady carry as well. And the E in general, the fact you can just like glide over like massive amounts of ter terrain. You know, it's like you. there's too much. There's too much on this champion. And especially if you have something buffing it up, she just takes over. So I think Zeri is just ridiculous right now. Uh, especially in the right hands, like you get it at the point. And like, I feel like, especially since Callista is at that must ban position. I like, I feel like, you know, a lot of the picks we'd expect to see to punish Zeri just aren't really available. Like Callista's banned all the time. Lucian Nami is, is showing up occasionally, but even then I feel like you can play Zeri Lulu and kind of manage that. Uh, Draven does pop up occasionally, but it's been a little bit less so far. And to be honest, the thing with Draven is you kind of have Draven players and you have non-Draven players, yeah. right? Like if you're if you're in a Jackie Love, you just ban Jackie Love's Draven. Cool. Now it just you know means that th there's even less options for them to respond. So I think there's a lot of AD carries who just can't be checked. And I think because since the dragon changes as well, the expectation was that like uh, dragon dragon changes are put in to try and like speed up the pace of regions. But LPL was already playing really fast, and like we had you know five six minute dragon into eight minute herald into eleven minute dragon, and like. It meant soul was quite early. It meant things kicked off fast. And now, like, Dragon's impossible to do that early in the game. Like, Dragon has been pushed back to, like, the second neutral objective after first Herald. And sure, like, you know, we're still seeing LPL teams play at fast pace. We're still seeing these aggressive teams like JDG Top Esports. We're still seeing teams... And, like, if you secure a Dragon, it's a massive boost. Don't get me wrong. But also, like, I feel like, you know, soul is going to come much later. Uh, I feel like, as well, picks, like, you have a little bit more time... And even then, like, people look at these scaling picks and think, oh, if it's a scaling pick, it does nothing early. There's a lot of scaling picks that are really impactful early. Like, as long as you have a, a good mid-jungle, you can just have, like, a Sivir or a Zeri in the bot lane, particularly Zeri, and then just, like, you know, maybe you don't get the first dragon, maybe at the second, and then, like, third, fourth dragon, you're ready to fight. You just take over the game. So I think Zeri is super strong. I think Poppy and Callista, those three are already strong. I think what's interesting is seeing how, like, 12-15 hits, because I think that's going to be our playoff patch. And there's a lot of, like, tweaks and nerfs coming across the board. What do you reckon, Chronicle? Yeah, fuck Zeri. Uh, I'll, I'll join in that one. I respect so, that. <laughs> yeah, it was quite we, a rant, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, so in the LCK, we like to especially close the playoffs because in, um, I actually think some of our drafts have become a lot more diverse. We see Gen G, like, Singed is a legitimate ban that teams will ban against Gen G. Like, Singed is a must ban because if you pick as something that's vulnerable into it, Lehens will pick it. And either he will just win the game with it, or you will lose because you're playing against Singed and like you're losing. So like that, 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 that just booms you. You know, like imagine being a fucking good player and getting trolled by Singed. Can't be done. Can't recover from that. It's impossible. Um, but on a, on a on a more serious note, I think that the current state of LCK is that it's basically just Severzeri handshake every single time, and either teams are happy with that. Uh, the Sivir in front-to-back situation seems to be a lot better. And in terms of overall snowballing, the Zeri gets an edge, but it becomes more execution-based. So teams generally just like first pick Wukong. They ban Yumi. Yumi is still perma-banned because Zeri-Yumi is not deemed counterable. Um, and then, yeah, it's just kind of you go down the same flowchart. Uh, Draven is also very highly... Uh, Band, we never really let go of Lucian, but I think it's because we don't really rate the Viego as highly as you guys do, so uh, that kind of opens up a slot in terms of high priority picks. Mm. 
I think that especially after the buffs, this patch, like Carvis and Fiddle are both monstrously busted. Uh, and like the one game where we saw Carvis in a good spot, he completely unsurprisingly like Canyon just kind of 1v9. Yeah. Um, I did actually watch that game, yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a good one. It's actually, that's the game that I think... So that was Genji Dammon. That was expected to be one-sided. And Dammon Key, I was actually able to... Uh, Genji was on on course to break the record for match or for like in the, so T1 got a match streak right so they went 18 and 0 in matches but Genji was on an, on uh they were set, had 17 game wins so they were 17 and 0 okay. in terms of individual games so they were even with um of all teams like fucking 2015 SKT like 2015 summer SKT which wow. Jesus. Yeah, so they were about they were about to break that record, and then they got boomed uh, by let me double check uh, by by Don Monkia playing Carfers. So I thought that was going to be a sign of teams for like, I think that the yeah that that'd be my main picks for picks that I think should be picked up. Um, when it comes to actually what is matter, I think there's like nuances between LCK and LPL, but I don't think they're different at all. I think it's very obvious the teams scream each other a lot. Yeah. And yeah. I think the overall flow chart is a little different. But um LCK meta overall, I think, is is very similar based on what I can see in uh yeah, it was Carfus Amumu, that's true. Yeah. Uh Callista Amumu is still uh, we see a Mimu in that specific combo because Kalista sometimes does make it for our drafts against specific teams, but then yeah. generally kind of booms and then gets banned again for the foreseeable future. I feel like Kalista was an interesting one, in, uh, not Kalista, sorry. I think Amumu was an interesting one in the LPL because that's why we saw Amumu come into the LPL as well. But then it got yeah, to a for point for a little while where people were just picking Amumu even without Kalista. Like you'd still occasionally see Amumu games where people just like, especially players like Chocho, they just wanted a champ. That can go in. That has a super strong one v one. Not one v one. Level one. <laughs> Amumu level one v ones uh, off the charts, bro. Um, but like they just wanted a big engage tool, and I feel like there were some teams that just were like, you know what, we don't even need Callista for this. Let's just just run the Amumu, just charge at them. So it's kind of an interesting one, but uh... yeah, we had that as well. Yeah. So I feel like the long and short is the meta relatively similar. I'm curious about that Carthus pick, whether or not we'll see that come in, whether or not LPL teams are willing to go for that, because no, we haven't really had any farming junglers like at all this year, to be honest. There's been like two Graves games, I think, ever. There's been some Nidalee. Oh know. yeah, that's true. A couple of Yeah, we had, a, we had we had Canyon try uh I mean I I don't necessarily think that in the meta it's strong, but I don't know how I uh, how you feel about the how you guys feel about this, but to me, one of the big weaknesses of LCK teams is that I think many of them try to play exactly the same style, and then whichever team does it best just kind of wins. Whereas, mm. based on what I've seen from the LPL in international tournaments, there's like three teams that are actually good, and they all play very differently. Um, so I'd actually want Dalmon to keep trying that. I want them mm. to pick like Diana and Carfus and Fiddlesticks because. I think it's the best they way. They clearly are not. Sorry? I think it's the best way. Yeah, well, that's my take as well. So that actually has been better this split because Gen G plays very heavily towards bot side, T1 plays towards top side because they have to, but they still do. Um, and then Liv Sandbox plays for like mid game turns and team fights. 
So there actually is a little bit more uh, diversity, which if in terms of like more region meta, I think has been uh, really good for the LCK to split around. Yeah, I think it, like, it has the generally. It has the effect that like it, it strengthens the region because you're you're they're playing against more styles like domestically. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. but also like when you go to Wills, I feel like one of the things that's been a common theme with LPL is like we obviously the now thing for Wills is we get massive meta shifts before Wills, right? We get big changes uh coming in. Maybe we don't get it like right before Wills this time because we've just had like massive changes midway through the split, because I don't know why. But like the expectation is like we get a big shift coming into worlds. And I feel like the LPL, the running theme for the past few years, where you know they have been so dominant, is one team just gets completely screwed over, FBX, <laughs> and completely falls apart. But then like for another team, you know, because we have like we tend to send four completely different teams in terms of how they want to play, one team just yeah. hits right and decides they're gonna win worlds, and then it's just the meta is completely correct for them. Uh, which is why I feel like, you know, it's surprising that RNG has won those two MSIs, although I do think that RNG are like a very consistent team. But I, I feel like, you know, in terms of winning Worlds, like you just get these teams where it's like, okay, like, like even like you look at 2021 when uh, LPL didn't win, but Sooning just completely popped off, right? And managed to take down JDG and Top Esports. That was kind of crazy. But I think, yeah, in terms of having the region being stronger and also sending four more uh, different teams, because like, that's the thing. If the meta does lean in a certain direction, it's, uh, you know, if you already have a team that, that already plays to that style quite well, like let's say we move into farming junglers for worlds, which I know a lot of people might think there's no way they just suddenly make farming junglers right before worlds. I wouldn't put it past them. Uh, like <laughs> then you have a team who is ready for that meta shift. You can just completely pop off. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I think that's been true for, for the LPL for years at this point. Even IG were like, they were the team that that had just giga strong solo lanes and didn't necessarily have the greatest team fights ever but it didn't really matter because they were 10k ahead every time they needed to team fight so you know all the way through you look at a different lpl team you look at a different uh style of gameplay um <clears throat> i feel like that sort of wraps up conversation about the meta um i feel like we've exhausted that let's do one final little segment Let's do a bit of a Q&A. So if anyone in chat does have any questions, uh, please do drop them in chat now and we can uh, hit a couple of topics um, and then we'll wrap the show up. So uh, first off, we've got a question about Neela and Belveth. Um, do we think any teams could pull it off in LPL or LCK? I mean, the, Belveth is a whole different kind of worm, so I'll let you guys hit Belveth. Um, but for Neela... OMG. OMG is the team for Neela. They already play Samira, and Neela is just better Samira. So I, I feel like this team was born to play Neela. Honestly, I'm amazed that they haven't played it yet. I think they might bring it out against IG if they've been practicing it, because it's available in LPL right now. Yeah, I'll take the the bell, Uh We saw it like once or twice, and it looked very bad. And it hasn't been picked since, so <laughs> um, it, it got it got picked it got picked three times. And like, I think with Belveth, I really like her design. I think in solo queue, she's perfectly a perfectly adequate champion. Even though she's like, she does have like like I think many a recent champion a little bit too much stuff going on overall. But mm. I think that she's 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 fine. But I think she thrives in uncoordinated uh situations where like her e actually gets value and you don't just burst her through it 
and where you can like get a couple of early, you can get the early snowball rolling. You know, you can get the herald relatively easy in solo queue if your lanes are are uh, are willing to help you a bit. I think in that context is a fine pick. But in LCK, if you compare it to things like uh like Viego, Wukong, whatever, like either she doesn't have the team fighting presence or she doesn't have the uh the early presence of a poppy uh or a trundle. And then if you compare it to scaling picks, like any any AP jungler, which again, they're not meta right now, but say that you try to look at it that way, like I'm gonna farm up and be a big threat, like then then the AP junglers are like a million times better. So she just kind of fulfills a niche that doesn't really do anything. And even when <laughs> they build around, doesn't exist basically. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like I think it's like Yi, right? Um, I just think that picks like that, unfortunately, in the terms of competitive play, don't really work. And then the builds we saw were like uh, Rune King, Frostfire, yeah, and it was just it just felt a little felt a little underwhelming. Unfortunately, because yeah. I like the idea behind the champion i love starcraft so you know i love little minions little zerglings running zerg. at turrets i played random and i played zerg and man i love the, the swarm. there you go the swarm i feel like for me like the champion is so weird because i've seen lots of solo queue games where she's just felt like the most useful champion to ever exist and then also ones where she's felt like just impossible to defeat and it just feels like She's so very momentum based, but also her kit feels so clunky. Like you'd think yeah. that a champion with like infinite attack speed scaling would just be like this insane super DPS. Like we saw those clips, you know, when it came out of people like capping the attack speed at like a ridiculous amount, and then they're just like attacking super fast. But she never really feels like that. Like in terms of like a DPS fighter, she doesn't feel like super high DPS. Like I swear, you see picks like like for example, if I'm playing like a tanky champ and I'm like, oh my god, this champion's gonna cut through me, I'm more worried about like. Yasuo, Yone, uh, Master Yi. I feel like those champions yeah, really shred through you. With Belvis, she's kind of in this weird spot where she kind of functions more like a bruiser, even though she's building glass cannon. And it just feels like even with no health items, her base health is really high. She just feels super bulky. E helps with that. But like she's just in this really weird spot where I feel like you don't really know where her identity is. We have had Kanavi play who did pretty well with it, but I feel like, you know, it was kind of like he brought it out. Do I think like it did something other champions could couldn't do better and i'm like absolutely not so i feel like they might buffer or like adjust her i just think she's in a really weird spot i feel like for for neela i kind of agree with the expectation that omt might have brought it out i feel like the xp share mechanic is really good but i think the problem fundamentally is if you think of what neela wants to play with like she has her passive that syncs really well with enchanters right it's like if you have like a heavy healing enchanter it's going to work really well because you know they yeah. get the healing back in return but like if you think about champs like Neela, like melee bot laners like Yasuo, Samira, right? In terms of these these champions who don't have much presence, like early levels, and then level three want it all in, you don't want to pair them with the chanters, right? Like Yasuo's best pairing is with um with Sejuani, best pairing with Samira is like Nautilus Alistair. So it's just like I feel like that's one of the problems, is that they've given her this kit which pairs well with enchanters. In terms of the lane, you don't want to be with enchanters, especially in the LPL where they just, yeah. like, they will pick for lane. They are not interested in that at all. So I feel like for that reason, I don't expect to see Neela. Also, like, she was super overtuned on release, and then she got, like, seven nerfs, hotfix nerfs in the same patch, and that kind of, like, brought her down to reality. But maybe, like, some team innovates and finds some combo 
that right. like does function the, well the with blitzcrank it. Yeah. shield i'm ready to see it <laughs> yeah she does feel like there's like there's down the line yeah. at some point she's probably going to be like everything else is going to get nerfed they release a new champion and she's gonna like there's going to be a perfect combination for her like rel yeah. samira in the past right and then she's going to be busted for like two patches and then get nerfed into oblivion again because right now outside of what orcs has already mentioned uh, and, and a big thing for champions like Samira as well is that the risk is worth the payoff. And I feel like with with Neela, like even if you do get to free items, everything I've seen of it just looks kind of underwhelming. Yeah. You know, it yeah. just doesn't. It just doesn't feel as the the high impact moments are in there. The DPS doesn't feel like it's like it's okay. But in that scenario. It's funny because people described her as like, oh, she's way better than Samira. But as it turns out, Samira is actually a, Samira a better Neela in most. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, well, yeah, exactly. Like it's, but because of her passive, at some point, yeah. if there's like an uh, 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 engage report that also gives shields, you know, like an enchanter engage report hybrid that for some reason, right at some point is going to release because why wouldn't they? Um, or something that really abuses the the experience, then she'll probably be broken at some yeah. point. But Agreed. I feel like the the experience thing is the most broken thing about her kit, which is ultimately something that she's not really doing, <laughs> which says yeah. a, yeah, says a says. lot about the situation, right? Uh, I think we should move the conversation on. Uh, go for another question here. Um, so obviously, we all keep an eye on the top three teams. Usually, thoughts, predictions going on for fourth seeds out of LCK LPL going into Worlds. Uh, I think the crazy, scary thing, at least from the LPL perspective, is, I mean, JDG Top Esports RNG V5 in play-ins. It doesn't matter which one is fourth seed. They're gonna. It's gonna be brutal. That'll be the most brutal thing you've ever seen. Like none of these teams are play-ins teams. Like, uh, I, I don't I mean, really honestly, know like, what even, else to even, say aside from that. Even if you, know, you factor like, in. Even if you factor in one of them like struggling, I still think like EDG Weibo, the sheer player power on those lineups, because I, I think EDG and Weibo, both teams who've had some struggles so far this split. Like, let's say hypothetically, I don't know, one of the top four from the LPL yeah. don't make it. I, I feel like any team, I mean, this is even an issue V5 have had with Weibo. It's like, it's just a shy. Like, if, like, it's not just a shy, but it's like, if you can't handle him, you just lose. Like, I don't know if anyone saw the, the Weibo V5 series, but like, uh, into Rich, he like picked Jackson and Gwen, and the dude literally was just one v fiving fights. And I don't mean one v five and like you know, like he's doing most of it. The team he would just jump in one v five and just yeah. kill everyone. It was insane. Like, and I feel like in plans where the expectation is you're going up against weaker teams, where the you know they may even be good, well formed teams. They may be top of the region, but the player level isn't going to be as high. I think both these teams are a problem because I think it's something also EDG. I don't think have been the best like team. But Viper and Scout just are so strong that they will just hands check you. It'll just be a hands diff. Yep. Yeah, I think it's one of those things where the the talent is just so absurd that any any fourth seed coming out of the LPL is gonna make it to groups regardless. I honestly think this year LPL probably has 
four teams in the quarterfinals. Uh, I, honest, unless things dramatically change in playoffs, which is possible. Oh, yeah. like, I, I, <laughs> there's going to be one it. that bombs. We I, we I always we, it's it's the agreement. We know we get one team that pops off at Worlds in return for one team bombing. That's the yeah. endless LPL agreement, right? We took the wish from the monkey's paw, and that's just no, how it is. We can't have that because it'll be top esports that bombs, and then I'll no, cry bro, myself Jim. to sleep for weeks. Yeah, I refuse. I refuse to accept Dude, top esports. There. I know that feeling because I did that in 2020, Orcs. I've no, it can't happen twice. It can't happen twice. It can't happen twice. History they... never repeats itself, right? <laughs> we shouldn't learn so, from it. I, I would be... Uh, I, I, For LCK, it's actually very interesting because I don't really know how to feel. Because I feel like we don't have the depth that the LPL has, but the consistency of LCK teams over... Uh, especially last year was actually very surprising to me. Because that Gen G was not a great team, and then they got one game away yeah. from getting to fucking. fucking I think Worlds. BDD was one of the best mid laners in that entire. Tournament. Oh yeah, let's like, not talk about insane. that. Um, he was one of the best mid laners at Worlds, and uh, now he uh, is in ninth place. And it was it's 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 really bad. I don't want to talk about Nongshim. It's going to make me very sad. Um, but I have faith in T1 and Gen G. Uh, they're going to make it to quarters, like kind of a no-brainer even in their worst forums i don't see those teams not making it out of groups you know might be first might be second depending on the meta depending on the form depending on who they're against but those two teams not making it to quarters would be kind of baffling to me especially considering the performance of t1 last year when they were a worse team yeah by a large margin because now they have uh, the best were well, the best top laner in the lck and one of the best players in the league um but three and four I got no fucking clue, but I also had no faith in Hanwha, and Hanwha, although they did get uh, helped by uh, Upset being not in uh, at Worlds, like, still had a pretty decent showing at Worlds somehow, uh, and like I said, I think the fact that the uh, Gen.G performed as well as they did was kind of mind-blowing as well, so I'd actually expect the Two of them will do very well, and the other two are kind of a toss-up. A fourth seed, no fucking clue. Like, if it's Sandbox, can I see them win Worlds? Probably not, but they can get the semis. Can I see them drop in play-ins? Sure. Yeah. That, okay, maybe not play-ins, but dropping in groups, definitely a big option. So I think for LCK, it's a little harder. I feel like our uh, we actually are pretty top-heavy this time around, but that's what I felt last year. Mm -hmm. And then everyone called us a one team region and then we got three team in semis somehow i will just quickly throw in there as well that uh, you mentioned you don't know how hardware life did well at work morgan <laughs> morgan was in the top line just well i mean they had, they have they had well yeah they had deft and trophy but there was still eighth place in the lck yeah eighth morgan that's that's different anyway <laughs> uh i digress i i'm obviously chatting shit um <laughs> i like it <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I I think the conclusion really here is, I actually think the gap between the West and the East has got bigger. I honestly think. Oh, I agree. LPL and LCK. Yeah, oh, for sure, for sure. Huge margin yeah. ahead right now. Like it's it's kind of kind of terrifying. I, I actually yeah. like. I I think Mad Lions are like the only team, and you know things could change. I think Mad Lions are the only team where I could see them being like a challenge. But I I legit think if like Mad Lions start to struggle or you know they have a bad tournament we could just see like 
a full LPL LCK even quarters, you know. I don't think it's that'd ever gonna be, be that way, right? Because we always fucking sick though. Would be that would be crazy. Be but I don't. I don't think especially if we had like it was like we had number one seeds from both regions on opposite sides of the yeah. bracket, and then we had like every yeah. quarter Just was see like the fucking quarters from LPL LCK playoffs. Well, it's not. It's, it's not happening. Like, Let's seed it. We'll do it. It won't happen. But you know, because I guarantee. One of our teams will bomb, and like the For fucking sure. VCS, the VCS seed number one is caught. I like, I really hope Bro, VCS makes it to I'm quarters. So ready for that. I actually, I, I, I've really missed that region, and I think just because of that, like, I think VCS has, as long as it's not the fucking civil war that we've had in the last two, fuck, it was so bad. It was so. Last year was not as bad for LCK because you guys, um, I don't remember what happened to FPX. They didn't end up. You know, going to the tournament, right? Yeah, they didn't turn right. up. Uh, I think yeah, they, that's what they, I heard. They couldn't yeah. make it for some reason. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I thought. Uh, so it wasn't this, but like, for us having three teams at the same side of quarters was like, it was very frustrating. I mean, the whole thing was. I mean, RNG against EDG as well was. Yeah. So well, the thing is, like, what, what I find the most frustrating thing is we get so few internationals, right? And you know, we get we get MSI, but there's two teams there, right? Um, there we got like we got one best of five between LPL and LCK, and then we get Worlds, and the hope is we get as many best of fives between LPL and LCK as possible, and we got two. Yeah. Uh, so to be fair, both both were amazing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's not even just like LPL and LCK best of fives. It's just like international best of fives. Like if an LEC team makes the fucking deep run and gets to semifinals, fucking great. LEC versus LCK is always a game five bang, right? It's always amazing. And like, if like well, you say VCS makes it, then it's fucking amazing. We'll get we'll get some banger games. But god damn it, why are we getting domestic best of fives every single world so many times? It's it's not even just about the two regions anymore. It's just about like, god damn it, can we just do the bracket so that it makes sense? So it's actually interesting to watch because the whole argument for single or limb is that it's more exciting to watch. So why the hell are we not having exciting matchups? Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I'm getting mad, but I'm just preaching to the choir here. <laughs> you are, but I'm 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 with you, buddy. Yeah, I could rant about um, tournament formats all day long. I think we are we're at an hour and a quarter at this point. I think for episode one, uh, we should probably wrap things up. Any final thoughts that you guys want to say to our audience um, at home as we finish out the first ever episode of Eyes on the East Chronicle? We'll go to you first. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Really appreciate it. Uh, I'm really happy to learn about the LPL because I can't watch the region at all because of our time slots, um, a feeling which you both share. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> shout out to Orcs for being very smart and handsome. Um, shout out for you, uh, Joe, for being a great host. And uh, please all listen to Run Away With Me by Cardi Ray Jepsen. It's Bye. a very good song. I yeah. think of you every time I hear that song. <laughs> uh, you should, as you should. <laughs> Yeah, I'm hoping if anyone is working on inventing a time turner from Harry Potter that uh, they let Chronicle use the prototype so he can actually. (laughs) Well, because I mean, we said he's working like 90 days a week. So, Um, thanks. That's great. You have a life and what's league, you know? Um, But yeah, no, I'm just excited for internationals. So, you know, I'm glad to be here. And obviously, you know, big shout out to Chronicler. I feel like, you know, there's so much tension between the regions, but this this is more accurate to how it is, right? We cast this as vibe with each other. 
Hell yeah, absolutely. All right, well, on that note, we're going to end the show. Thank you so much for watching, everyone. It's been a pleasure talking to you all. Make sure to tune in next time. The VODs will be uploaded to my YouTube channel. They'll also be put up on Spotify as well, so you can consume however you like to consume. Um, with that said, though, we'll catch you next week, boys and girls. See you later. Bye. Bye.